0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online.
2: Launching The Pinball Show.
0: We are back in the biggest way possible. Episode 125's Got It All. TPF, Vacations, The Pinball Show, New Features, Foo Fighters, Final Resistances, Godfathers, Pulp Fictions, GTFs, Bond ths Scoobies, Mermaids, Queens, Ninjas, Toppers, Stern Pinball Production Updates, Strong Takes, Exclusive Infos, and much more. Well, I mean, shit, is, is that not enough? It's good to be back with y'all.
1: Pinball is a game of skill.
0: you got to pick up every stick.
1: For some, it's a passion and You've a lifestyle. Got to pick
0: up every
1: it's time for the Pinball Show. You've
0: got to pick up every it's
1: Pinball with Personality. Mm-hmm. Must be the season of the witch. Must be the season
0: This is episode 125. This is the Pinball Show, where your hosts Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. And Dennis, I gotta tell you, I kind of missed these people. Why? But because, because they're so loving.
2: Did you you seen a lot of them at TPF? I did, I did. I should say, uh, welcome back to them. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, except apparently for a month.
0: Uh, a yeah, month and a half. It, oh, I get, you so know, weird. I don't know.
2: It, it Yeah, time time works uh, strangely when you're inside the uh, interstellar time bubble planet.
0: Well, it's like if you go down there and then you got the cute, wonderful running on water machine and you come back up, your kids will be retired. Yes. And you will cry watching Matthew McConaughey cry in that capsule and that bitch lying to him. Hmm. Alright, alright, alright.
2: Alright, alright. We're back, the hiatus. So people I, you know, I had some e- I had emails to other email accounts that I control that are not the pinball network at gmail.com. Oh, wow, they bled like, into those? Yes, where people are like just did I miss something? Did Zach retire? Has he gone away? Like, they knew it was your fault. Has he thrown another fit? <laughs> is, is Zach pouting? I mean. Pick up his mic and go home. It's like, and you know, Zach, I, and I get it because, you know, you, you do kind of like alienate people just sort of. Kind of willy nilly, so maybe they thought that. But no one was like they didn't think they didn't hear anything going on like in the show. So I was like, well, no, it was just this weird uh, coincidence of schedule alignment. Really, is what all it was. It wasn't planned. Like we've had planned ones before, which we've announced. Yeah, it
0: kept on falling on weird times, and I'm a mysterious man. You know,
2: the way I remember it is we had. You, you had the Louisville show yes, and that. you were driving back the day we would normally record. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I, I have to get on the road before when we would be recording. I'm like, okay, well, let's yeah, we'll just not do work. that. Yeah. And then of course, uh, the next week wouldn't have been a week. I would record. I, I saw someone on Facebook or excuse me, on Pinside side saying, mm-hmm. we, we got to get, there's all these games dropping. Zach needs to do an episode this week. And they, you know, he needs to get Dennis to do it. Dennis needs to, you know, just give up his day off. Oh, it's I like, did. I did see like, that. D- all right. Look, Look, brah, let me explain <laughs> something. It ain't a day off. I do another podcast on the opposite weeks. I do a podcast every week. So it's not a day off. Din, din, don't play that. Not a day off. I don't even count the YouTube stuff I was busy doing. So
0: it was so funny. So, it was
2: a side uh, note. Nicole is so
0: cute. She was like, knew I was itching to get back, but scheduling just wasn't allowing for it. And I think it was last week or the week before. She was like, why don't you just ask Dennis to record on this? I'm like, oh, sweetie, That's so. <laughs> Cute of you. Like I know better. I I know when to present something to Dennis and when not to. We're we're good. We'll get back to it. But then yeah, it was TPF, and then you and I were both traveling on the way back, and then we
2: talked about recording there. But it's just yeah, ugh. you never really presented a time, and and it couldn't have and it wouldn't have been when we normally would have because you had to go to your cruise. Yeah, so. I was on a boat Sunday. Yeah. So he wasn't, Zach wasn't there the full, the full TPA. I mean, neither were Tony and I, we, we get on, we started this last year. We get on the road back because it's such a long drive in the late morning. Cause actually I had a message from, from Will Mm Oedding about uh, taking back the, the runner up thing from the, from the Twippies. I was already in Oklahoma. So I had to message him and and say, I'm I'm sorry. I, uh, (laughs) we're gone. We're gone. Otherwise I'd have been happy to pick it up. And he's like, I'll just mail it to Zach. But so, yeah. So uh, I mean, just all that happening. I mean, that alone is a month, right? Well, there. And people wanted so. to hear,
0: we we are kind
2: of the voice of the industry.
0: People wanted to hear <sighs> we're the hobbyist. We, we got the I strong mean, takes.
2: I, I get it, but you know, there are a lot of other podcasts and they all, you know, milk this, these utters, I mean, they, GTF has got. I'll tell you where <laughs> they, they got the bruised. milk for the ice cream. <laughs> it's from all the coverage of all of these oh, uh, releases over the last the blue uh, six weeks at
0: this point. Yeah. But they wanted to, you know what? We'll be the closer, the main attraction,
2: the title fight. You're going to hear sounds like code for saying <laughs> stuff that's already been covered elsewhere.
0: You're going to hear things, ladies and gentlemen, that are going to make you laugh. You're gonna hear things this episode 125 that are gonna make you cry. You're gonna hear things that are gonna make you wanna Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye! Is GTF one of them? We'll have to wait and see. Then yeah, went on a vacation, went to New Orleans, hung out in that city for a day or two, then jumped on a boat, a Disney cruise line boat, and went to the Caribbean and Mexico and all of that. Came back, and here we are. I'm trying to catch up still. And then this morning, I was hunting Easter eggs. I was hiding them. Mm.
2: I hope you didn't lose any because egg prices are up there now. We we did.
0: Wait, hold up. Do you still hunt eggs that are hard boiled and dyed?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed everyone did. I haven't done eggs since I was a kid, but we always, you know, sometimes That's still we did the plastic eggs. 1982 of you, we, yeah, but you, you know that back then that, those were cheaper than the plastic eggs. Sure, and you and, drop and them and in the then, basket, and hear it slight crackle, and then you would have uh, egg salad sandwiches that were weird colored for a week, and then your whole house smells like ass. Oh no, they, uh, they, my my folks told me the, real early on they made sure that they like made a map and noted where all the eggs were so that there was never an egg left behind. I all, have never heard of found. anyone
0: making a map
2: that is well, I think they listed it. I don't think they like literally like drew a map, of like an architectural blueprint and say, listed out where all the eggs were, but they, yeah, no, they, they apparently started to denote exactly how many eggs were deployed and where they were <laughs> so that they knew if we had failed to find any of them.
0: Yeah. Nowadays it's all the Nicole puts like so much money in these damn things. They, they could start a retirement fund. She'll put dollars and then the the gold dollar coins and then the $2 bills. She's big uh, on this whole $2 oh, no. bill we,
2: thing. Easter was, other than like going and, and finding the uh, the 1980s hard-boiled eggs and uh, some candy like in an Easter basket, that is it. Easter was not a high-dollar holiday mm. for uh, for us.
0: We typically, we will not tip at the end of the year for the holidays. We won't even tip our lawn guy because he finds so many extra eggs with $2 bills in them that he's he's covered there. Yeah, but any guess as to how many eggs – uh, sweet flipping out. Nicole hides for these children. Any guess? Do so you do, do all, about 10, do, 20
2: eggs. Well, I, guess? I need to, I need to do all of your kids. Look for the eggs. We force
0: our 17 year old. And he's just like, as long as you don't take pictures of me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all <laughs> okay. four.
2: So I got math. All right. So, and you'd want equitable egg distribution. So I'm going to guess. Yeah. So I'm going to guess. Uh, let's see. Four children, ten eggs each. No, nah, seems Carry a little low for. It seems a little low for Nicole. So I'm going to bump that up to. Oh, yeah. to fifteen. She's so I'm going to say sixty eggs.
0: That would be a lot of eggs. That would be good. <clears throat> Two hundred fucking eggs oh my that God. I had to hide. Two hundred, all with their own. Oh. She even has like categorization of like if you get a prize egg, it's this. You know, it's got this insignia what? on the no, outside. No, you can't
2: do. You can't do prize. Yeah. There's egg? a
0: market system. You get to trade it in for this prize. what like, the,
2: is this? A, oh. Is she a carnival? It's a carnival. <laughs> but it's so
0: much fun. Because the star you're, eggs, you're, I'm like, Ooh, I your really lawn hide
2: these. is Toy Story Four.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trash. God, an egg. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what uh, festivities here. And she's probably angry right now because uh, the whole family's over eating a nice Easter ham and baked beans and oh, the lovely, the macaroni and cheeses. Do you guys do that for
2: the Easter's or anything? We no, Like I told you it was hard boiled eggs and a basket of candy. Nothing else was done. It's the
0: house of learned atheists. <laughs> we Thank didn't
2: you. Do, we didn't <laughs> do Easter stuff. <laughs> it was, oh, now you have to pick up all the fake grass that fell out of your stupid basket and put it back in the bag so we can recycle it for next How week.
0: fitting is the pinball show coming back on Easter? We are risen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's why we get the listens, my friend. Uh, no, no. We've got uh, we've got another way for people it's to participate. Three
2: days.
0: <laughs> we got another way for people to participate in uh, in the pinball show moving forward. Big episode one twenty five. Dennis, can you explain to people what's about to
2: roll out of the studio over here? Well, open up your wallets and get out your credit cards because oh, yeah. it's time to cash in. <laughs> Patreon, them bitches it's the
0: time we've let everybody else do their cute little patreon rollouts right it's our we have time. risen
2: our rates <laughs> so we've gone with a three-tiered approach okay pro premium le rr yeah, is it s-e-c-e oh, wait no oh. that's not the right never well, well it's so confusing know. you know what i am already, already s-e-plus This is our version of Insider Connected.
0: All they've got to do is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show. And what are their choices? They have three choices. The three-tiered model, as you were suggesting. Everybody can sign up and just become an official club member. It helps us out, helps support the show. And instead of just merely support and us tipping our hat to you, we are going to provide you with something that other people aren't going to get. Thousands upon thousands. But what was our last downloaded episode? 6,500 people, Dennis? There was a lot. That's a lot of your, listeners. you screenshotting the, uh, the downloads. We need all 6,500 people to sign up <laughs> to help support this show.
2: I <laughs> don't know about that.
0: And if they do, the shows are going to get a hell of a lot better because Dennis and I are going to quit our day jobs. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so what you're going to get with, it's $10, I think it's, uh, is the lowest denomination. You become an official club member of the pinball show. Thank you. And we're going to give you an exclusive portion of each TPS episode, only available to you club members. Say what? Wow! And the one this week, ooh, it's a juicer. Also, with that official club membership on Patreon.com/slash/ThePinballShow, Dennis, they're going to receive private club access to our new Pinball Show Discord channel. And for a lot of you listeners out there, you're probably thinking, well, I don't do the, I don't barely even do the Facebooks. Look, it's easy. You're going to sign up to become an official club member at patreon.com slash pinball show. It's going to link you right over to a chatting channel. It's super simple. And then you get to chat with Dennis and I about all kinds of stuff. About Easter, uh, about pinball machines, about like when new stuff pops up, Dennis and I will be in there telling you what our thoughts are. We're going to be chatting about all kinds of stuff. And the only people that get to do that are official club members. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: The Discord is easy. I remember when we first did the TPN Discord, Zach was like,
0: "Mm, I'm slow And then
2: when he got it installed, it's like, oh, it is easy.
0: It's easy and it's fun. And it's like, you can get the app on your phone. Super simple. I honestly, I chat on Discord with the TPN people on their TPN Discord. I chat on there more than I do most of my other friends in life. So it's cool. Now, it's because you haven't got any friends. i got to pay for them. And this is how I'm going to do it. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, we did say we had a three-tiered membership model to help support the pinball show, your favorite pinball podcast. The second tier level, it's called the Nordman Club. Now, instead of $10 a month, it's $25 a month. But you're going to get even more. First off, you're going to become the official club member. So all of the perks that come with that, with that official club membership that we just described. You're going to get all of that. Plus, you're also going to get a pinball show decal. Those metallic, cool, badass decals. And I like this one. You are going to pick a topic. That's right. Members of the Nordman Club are going to pick a topic for Dennis and I to discuss on the pinball show. That's going to be a lot of fun. You can discuss all the stuff that you email us and we never have time to talk about. Now's your time all you have to do is sign up for the Nordman Club. And if that wasn't enough, we're still adding more. Each and every month, for those Nordman Club participants, we're going to have a monthly Zoom hangout. Hell yeah! Dennis and I are going to be live on video with you, the Nordman Club members, and we're just going to bullshit. We're going to hang out every single month. We're going to talk about what's going on in everybody's lives, what's going on in pinball, what do we think, what do we hear is going on. That's going to be a lot of fun too. You can do that off your phone if you want to. Hell, you might be eating dinner at the bar during that every month. Just chime us in. We'll be there with you. We'll be hanging out. You can even see Den watch collection. And I'll take you mobile. I'll show you the pinball barn, the Flippin' Out Theater. So that's the Nordman Club. And for all of those wonderful, the, the biggest supporters, the most loving people, Dennis, are going to be part of a very exclusive membership club for the pinball show that we're calling the Screaming Goat Club.
2: this is my my muted goat he had his silencer he ate it he thought it was an egg
0: for the for the biggest supporters of the pinball show we're going basically going to give you the keys to the studio here this one's this one's hefty this one's stiff and i know that we're going to get s- subscribers and patrons to this because some of you guys are really close friends of ours some of you guys will be close friends of ours if you give $100 a month it sounds crazy, right? Uh, Yeah. If some of these people dentists have $100,000 worth of pinball machines, a million dollars worth of yeah, pinball machines. Yeah, but what the that's different. That's
2: different. This is that's their, their like favorite show. that has got like a Visi glass on it, though.
0: Blood, sweat, and tears, my friend. A little bit of semen, but it's all here. $100 a month. You don't get any of those liquids. But you're going to get all of the Nordman club stuff, all of the official membership club stuff, plus an exclusive members-only pinball show polo shirt. Oh, that's fancy. None of that cheap t-shirt shit. An actual, uh, probably an embroidered or very nice stitched polo shirt that only members are gonna get. We're never gonna sell those things, members only. You're also, for the Screaming Goat Club, very VIP here, you're gonna get a personal shout out on every pinball show episode, every single one of them. We're not just gonna say, hey, thanks, Tom. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna you know, we're gonna show some love in that. You may even get a nickname if you don't watch it. Also, with the Screaming Goat Club, the hits keep coming. You're gonna get a private personalized chat channel with Dennis and Zach. And this one I think is going to be the biggest seller here because what this is, this isn't a a discord, you know, community thing. This is Dennis, myself, and you. That's it. Whether it's through Facebook messenger through, you know, there's a lot of forms of communication there, but a chat just with us. And you're going to get the stuff that people would die to have, such as insider information and rumors. Behind-the-scenes knowledge. Dennis and I know, we see all, we hear all, we're, we're part of a lot. We, we've talked about this, Dennis. There's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we really can't give to the public, uh, you know, uh, in, in a big swath. But in a private, personalized chat, we can share this information, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Industry dirt, even gasp-worthy tidbits. The full juice squeeze is part of the Screaming Goat Club. That's enough, but... We're going to throw in another little thing for the Screaming Goat Club members. I want to see how many of these Patreons we can get, because I truly think we can get a a good handful of these. We're going to be including what we call Be Our Guest, not just because I was on a Disney cruise ship.
2: But mostly because
0: of that. But most of that, and uh, I love that. I love Disney. But it's called Be Our Guest, where you're going to be able to join a TPS episode, an actual episode, with your potato fucking microphone. And for for all the club members in the Screaming Goat Club, you join TPS for part of a club member highlight segment. Now, this thing is it's not mandatory, and it's probably not going to be the easiest, but it might be the most fun thing you've done. So if you dare join us on a pinball show episode as our guest, the Screaming Goat Club. So we want to thank all of you listeners for coming along with us, uh, giving us all the awards and accolades, getting the numbers to the point that they are. Now we're asking you for continued support through one of these tier systems. We hope that you sign up to one of them, uh, whether it's the official club membership, the Nordman club membership, or the Screaming Goat club membership. Uh, I'm just excited for the support. And frankly, like a lot of people, Dennis, this is me being being uh, what the kids call for reals. Do the kids call that for reals?
2: Maybe just real. I don't know anymore.
0: The kids they they call it keeping it real, and uh, this is me keeping it real. A lot of people are like, "Oh, this helps your business and stuff like uh, having a podcast," and it does. There's no there's no denying that. But I I'd like to get you some help too, Dennis, like because
2: you know he, what it doesn't help it doesn't help my business.
0: I mean, maybe watches with Dennis may get a couple more people over there. But yeah. so yeah, this is maybe for you listeners out there that love the show. You do that a lot through. Uh, through purchasing stuff for my business, but this will help out Dennis immensely as well. So uh, don't be a tight ass. Open up the wallet and go join us on Discord. All these memberships, you get to join a Discord, and you get to hear the portion that is excluded from the regular TPS episode. Go do it now. Let's see in the first day, the first week, how many people we can get signing up for Patreon. And if you want to hear that address again to go to, what is it, Dennis?
2: It's patreon.com slash the pinball show. Bam!
0: And we got email too. I think it's the pinball show at gmail.com. Damn. We're moving on up. Social media, I think we got a Facebook page. Go follow, like, and subscribe there. TikTok. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know anything about TikTok. I think we got the TikTok parked, but I know. It yeah. sounds like, yeah, you've got it. But. Yeah. Thank you, people. Now, the real question here is when people sign up for TikTok, TPS membership and they jump on Discord and start seeing me and you fighting and going back and forth. Is there anyone else that's going to join us over there on the TPS Discord?
2: Maybe a certain uh, master of disguise, Mr. Craig Bobby.
0: Welcome back, Craig Bobby. Let's hear what you got, buddy.
1: yes it's been a while but hello and welcome back to the pinball show's top stories i'm craig bobby whoa It's good to be back on the Pinball Show with Zach and Dennis, and in case you've been sleeping on your High Speed or Adams Family Pinball Machine for the past two months, it's literally been raining new Pinball Machine announcements since early March. As for a while there, you couldn't go to your favorite social media outlet without seeing news of a newly released or soon to be revealed game. And while it seemed to be passe to try and announce new games at the Texas Pinball Festival these days, it seems that all the manufacturers decided to reveal their newly designed games prior to the show this year in an organized and controlled way online, to then showcase these new machines to the massive crowds at TPF who are able to look and try the games out for themselves. As many in the pinball hobby have noted, never have we seen or heard from so many pinball manufacturers in such a condensed period of time. Fearing to not make an announcement would be to get left behind in the wave of cash flowing from home owners and operators' pockets, most if not all of the current pinball manufacturers chose to take advantage of the massive in-person environment TPF provides, as they all chose to have something to offer patrons itching to try and buy something new. Who will be the beneficiaries of this all-or-nothing release strategy? Is this pinball manufacturer groupthink? Or will the rising tide of pinball's popularity take all to the promised land of profitability? But now that the pinball dust finally seems to be settling down in the wake of all these announcements, I think the real and burning question and obvious elephant in the room now is, how long will it take to get your shiny new pinball machine once you've made your choice and allocated your hard-earned pinball dollars towards a specific machine. Well, we all know Stern has a winning formula, as their very well-received and reviewed Foo Fighters Pro machines have hit operators' locations around North America this past month, with many LE buyers now receiving notice that their machines are ready to go on the line in the coming weeks, followed by more pros and premiums over the next four to eight weeks. Jersey Jack sure knows a thing or two about production, as they had dozens of limited edition machines ready to go when they launched their Eric Menier Design Godfather title, who I must say was able to weave pinball gold out of a relatively uninspired pinball theme from this iconic movie franchise. Spooky Pinball seems to have found the winning manufacturing formula, as they are pumping out their new Scooby-Doo machines every single week, which are also being met with decent reviews so far. But now we move into more murky waters everyone, keep in mind all of these next companies I'm about to mention don't appear to be going anywhere soon, meaning I don't think any of them are on the verge of bankruptcy that we know of, however, that doesn't exactly mean they are on the verge of shipping you your machines anytime soon either. We start with Dutch Pinball who gets the if you can't go bankrupt keep on building them award as they have seen just a groundswell of industry support and popularity for their Big Lebowski title year after year and continue to live up to their promise of shipping a certain number of early achiever games, that is people that have prepaid for their machines literally years ago when Dutch Pinball first launched with the crowdfund model of pinball production. Now where has that left some of those early achievers who opted into this buy now, ship me soon promise? How about getting into Year 9, folks? Say what? Yes, Year 9, as early achievers are still being notified that their games are shipping this year, despite literally almost a decade of waiting for their machines. So a pat on the back for everyone for hanging in there, but my god, what an awful, awful journey, and one that these early achievers never should have had to take and never thought they'd be making. So where does that put companies like American Pinball, Chicago Gaming, Haggis Pinball, Multimorphic, and the Pinball Brothers with their recent title releases? Danger. Will.
0: Robinson.
1: Well, I'm not saying that you'll be waiting for a decade for your American Pinball Galactic Tank Force, GTF or spectacular-looking single-level, retro-inspired pulp fiction machine by Chicago Gaming Company or your Fathom Revisited Machine by Haggis Pinball or your Queen or Alien by Pinball Brothers or your P3 Machine by Multimorphic But what I am saying is, buyer beware, you better be patient as your wait times for anything other than a stern, JJP or spooky title could easily creep into the one year mark or longer as all of these companies are still struggling to get things right on the production side of their businesses. Which brings us full circle and back once again to the king of all things pinball in Stern Pinball. Now, I know, I know, we in pinball don't seem to like the safety and steadiness of a company like Stern, who actually gives you what you ordered in a reasonable amount of time. In George Gomez, we trust everyone, because even though they are also getting a constant stream of A-grade themes, and let's face it, their designers, coders, and artists are some of the best in the industry, they are also getting the good stuff. In themes and people because they have found that secret sauce in manufacturing and are able to actually build what they announce to get those amazing machines out to their customers in a reasonable period of time. Okay, sorry Elvira customers, but nobody's perfect. So say what you will about any given theme, the art, the code, or even those expensive toppers where the real war is being won in this year of new machine announcements is not in the boardroom or with new licenses or crazy ideas for new made-up themes and it really doesn't matter even if Jack Danger who last time I looked worked for Stern wants to promote a competitor's title just for fun because the real war is being fought and won on the production line and as long as Stern has that secret locked up? They will continue to win and dominate this pinball hobby for decades to come. For the pinball show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.
2: Well, thank you, Craig Bobby, for that general overview. He did really well. I missed yeah, Craig.
0: He's good. He's pretty good. Where gonna hell was Craig at for the uh, the for Texas Pinball Festival?
2: You know, I customs. Well, I. I it's actually, probably an illegal substance in the U.S. I
0: actually found Craig Bobby uh, when I got up close to this item. He was disguised as it said, Shh. and he was none other than that fucking motorized pinball machine that looked like a tank. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> that was him. Okay.
0: Nobody knew that. He no. was so smooth with his crawling on hands and feet that it looked like a track.
2: Mm. That's that's true. I, I did see him roaming around the hall at one point then. M- M- McQuaid had like a little
0: remote control. That was nothing more than just to tell Craig Bobby where to crawl to next. Mm. We have a lot to discuss. A lot of people want to hear our takes on uh, the biggest games that were released here recently. I'm going to call them the big five. That is Foo Fighters. Uh, then I think it was Final Resistance came. Then Godfather, Pulp Fiction, Galactic Tank Force. They want to hear our thoughts on them. Some of them, all. Uh, wait a minute, I've played all of them. Have you played all of them? Yep. Okay. I them so, yeah, you, and a lot of people have heard the Eclectic Gamers podcast. So you and Tony did a, an exceptional job going over your analyses of these individual games. I get to add my comments as well, and and we get to uh, we get to discuss, agree, disagree on the big five. So the way you guys did it, you went through these based on your preference of what you liked, what took the show for you.
2: Yeah, we went in and reverse you know from favorite to least favorite um and then we just give our thoughts because of course we weren't in an alignment on all of them. Sure. But and we were pretty like we were pretty close like we had general agreement on which games were quote unquote good and which games were needs improvement. Well,
0: the, the first one that we will discuss did end up being your game of the show. This took it home for you, and that was Stern Pinball's Foo Fighters, correct?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: It's hard to, It's hard to argue that. Uh, Foo Fighters was announced by Stern Pinball with their regular Pro Premium LE designed by Jack Danger, code by Tanyo Kleiss, and is it Tanya or Tano? I still don't know. Raymond Davidson as well. Art by Zombie Yeti. Uh, mechanics? Who did the mechanics? Elliot? I don't know who did the mechanics. Elliot. <laughs> and then the uh, it, well I don't think it was Harrison Dream. I know my I know my engineers over at Stern. They don't get. Apparently love. not. Because you're struggling. To I just name don't know which one did this. One.
2: <laughs> I know them. I just don't know their work. I know
0: them. And then there was audio, I think, by Jerry Thompson. Foo Fighters, we played that. I continue to play that. I didn't want to give up the pro that we have in our showroom to Joel Engelberth that was flipping out with friends to play and stream just because I've been playing the hell out of it, but the LEs are coming here soon, so I thought, eh, I'll let him take a slice of it. Your initial thoughts were Foo Fighters. You were raving it, right?
2: yeah the I, I really enjoyed the shot geometry there's a there are a number of unique items there where i feel you know jack as a new designer's influence clearly shows mm-hmm. through that versus what we've seen from other designers uh rules seemed quite approachable mm-hmm. um so overall yeah I, and i personally enjoyed the premium more than the pro Ooh, but strong take. i could i could use more time on the pro i i played the premium multiple times and i can't remember if i only got one or two goes on the pro
0: okay
2: but what about the looks of the game uh, what aspects like art? I mean, yeah, zombie dark. yeti. So you, it, it is what it is. It looks good, but I don't know Foo Fighters. Uh, I couldn't hear the game uh, oh. <laughs> at the show, so so uh, I couldn't really hear uh, hear that part. But you know, the screen stuff lo- looked fun. I like the take that they went with the with the story approach mm-hmm. and how that was being told visually was fine. So very cool. Yeah, I oh. mean, yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's not. I, I won't be buying this game, okay. um, but well, you know, I uh i have a rule that uh any game that raymond davidson does if it doesn't have airport modes, i'm not buying it (laughs) so unfortunately this was ruled out but i would look forward to playing it on i look forward to play well he knows the rule he knows but i look forward to playing on location here's one of my strong takes dennis when it
0: comes to the food fighters everybody loves zombie Eddie's artwork right that man can't do any wrong sometimes people say too much red too much green I get that Greg, but, but everybody loves zombie Yeti artwork. I'm going to give a nod this time, not only to the artwork, cause that was beautiful. Jeremy's artwork. I've said it like a broken record listener. It's so good that it kind of just, just, it just kind of goes flat just because everybody expects it to be great. I think equally as impressive as that hand illustrated artwork was the audio in this package. A lot of people did play a TPF so they couldn't hear it, but I assure you, listener, the audio package, whether it's the sound effects, the call outs, and of course the music, together as a package is just as impressive as the entire artwork package. These both are A-plus hits when it comes to uh, features of this new product and game. When it comes to the rules, yeah, uh, approachable yet findable. I agree. Uh, They're good. They're what, .891? So they're they're well into it they probably have some wizard modes to dine on but yes it's a code set Dennis that is not just your regular run-of-the-mill band pick a song and we're gonna rock out hit the lit shots until you complete your jukebox we're, we're this is a story based game you're traveling through cities trying to destroy and defeat aliens from the Foo Fighters it's Scooby-Doo it's Saturday morning cartoon it gives you something to chomp on a bit right (sighs) sure it's not just a band pin. yeah we'll get to that not just a band pin. i think it was very smart for them whoever's decision that was to go hey let's not just highlight in photorealism dave grohl and foo fighters because that won't sell a lot of people turn their nose up uh to an sdtm video that i did before when i made a a sound Uh, whenever Foo Fighters was rumored, I said, yeah, Foo Fighters? I still like the band. Okay, whatever. But this game is fucking phenomenal. And it's because of the theme. I love them fighting aliens. I love how groovy that is. I love the gameplay of this. The rules are great, too. There's not really a downside to this damn game. I think the highlight for me, regardless of my history, is the fucking layout. This layout, you said it like uh, like a calm schoolboy. This layout is Elwin esque. This layout is unbelievable. The top kicker Dennis gives me a bone. Then kicks it, kicks it up the ramp. This thing's got flow for days. Of course, you guys have heard that from the twelve other podcasts that have talked about this. But the combo nature of this game, the feeling, the kinetic satisfaction, the feeling of these shots cannot be understated you take any other manufacturer i don't care who it is and regardless of the geometry you can't match the materials of a stern pinball machine that's what creates a lot of that feel i guarantee you
2: yeah it it really wasn't all that close versus anything else that was there it's not regardless it is a fucking master class of
0: leia isn't that crazy i'm shilling the hell out of this thing I can only report the facts. Numbers don't lie. Speaking of numbers, a fucking sales. Is this baby Godzilla? Holy Ah. shit. Yeah, it's going to be another, going to have to wait on this one. Get in line quick because you're going to hurry up and wait. I shouldn't do this as a dealer, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, this was easily my number one pick for uh, what took home the TPF show. What took home the season? What took home the year? Probably. Foo Fighters. That's predictive. Foo Fighters is everything. Foo Fighters? How am I praising a band that I couldn't care less about the same way I did Godzilla? Damn, it's a good game. When it comes to the pro or premium, Dennis, if you wouldn't have told me that there was a premium in LE, and I just played the pro, I would think it's one of the greatest games ever. I wouldn't even need what comes in the premium LE. wouldn't even need it because the pro is magical. The pro is genius. The pro you get all the goods in the pro and it's that layout. It's the sound. It's the rules. It's the artwork. You get it all in the pro. What the hell am I missing?
2: Area 51.
0: Okay. You get an upper play field. That is actually cool. I like it.
2: And the overdrive post. Oh, That's the sound as your ball comes back into play. The dead the dead post. Yeah, I think it's called overdrive on the overdrive. play field, though. Yeah, I don't remember. I think so. You get the 3D
0: uh, uh, overlord. I'm going to call him the underlord. I think he's a topsy, though. <laughs> <laughs> an overlord. You get the 3D overlord with the magnet. That is kind of cool. I think I like that more than the upper play field, actually. Upper Playfield's cool. I do like the diverter that comes up for the jackpot shot. Fucking chef's kiss. That's smart. I like the loops up there. I like the spinner up there. The dead post. Everybody wants that dead post. Hell, they want it so bad that in your pro game, it'll tease you because it's the same play field as the premium LA, so it even has a hole in it with a little yep. spring, yep. A spring uh, metal. Uh, flap on there. I was worried if it would work or not. And I I have to be honest, a TPF, the game I was playing, it it wasn't very consistent. Mm.
2: I, my worry was after playing it a few times is that it was on the one I was, uh, this was a premium model that it was working too well, that it made it a little too easy to constantly get back in. Oh
0: yeah. I I was worried that it wasn't, but then, so I played the hell out of one, uh, one game. It just wasn't, it wasn't enough. Because, I mean, geometry, it has to come down with a certain velocity f- to physically even be able to right. get up there. So it's not, by nature, going to work every time, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. I, I just, it, it wasn't as accurate. I played on a different one. It was it was much more accurate. I had to remember to kind of give it some love, too. Kind of, you know, eh, give it a little, like if you're pushing a kid on a swing, eh, give it a little push. Don't be a deadbeat, Dad. Eh, you know, a little push. So I gave it a little, little bump up, and it creeped up there. That was good. What I would have liked to have seen, here's my downsides on this. What I would have liked to have seen, Dennis, is give me the Simpsons pinball party phantom flip. Remind me that there's a flipper down there, and that's what I'm supposed to do. I would even go so far, listener, to say monster bash it. Give me an actual Adams Family phantom flip on the the first time it goes down there, just to show me, oh, you got to hold your flipper up for it to bounce up and over. Do you think that would be too much to ask?
2: No, no, I I do think it'll probably confuse a lot of casuals, but you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, it's tough for me because I feel like I may, maybe I've played pinball too long in the sense that like I thought it wasn't that hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. But, but then again, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a post and it's here for a reason. And there's the art showing the finger flicking the ball and, Anyway, it was, you know, it's the other aspects of the layout on the premium that I enjoy. And I wasn't a huge fan of the upper playfield per se as an upper, you know, upper. It was a better. It was one of the better upper play fields. Um, but I just kind of liked how the geometry worked on the game overall. That that portion of it is not my that overdrive uh, dead post is not my favorite uh, thing that the game brings to the table. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was kind of clever. And you do get a lot of points when you successfully do it. OK, especially if you do it repeatedly.
0: I thought the in lane targets, the shat's targets were going to be weird especially how the ball contours into them which is very different than uh, a typical in lane from a sling backside uh, that it didn't confuse me at all it felt very much the same it was fine. i
2: didn't successfully hit those i did try but yeah I, i'm talking about just the way the ball feeds with oh, right them. right no i didn't That's notice fine. any weird uh how the mm-hmm. regular in lane feeds worked yeah so that was good
0: um what other is there any downsides to this game um I've heard some people complain that it's going to be a long shooter because of how successful the layout is. Elwin has been criticized for the same thing at times.
2: Okay. Uh, my games on it were were kind of lengthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for being new, new to it in particular. So I think that's probably a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, another criticism I saw, this is not mine, but I, but I do understand it. So I'm going to point it out. Is I did see someone somewhere share a photo of a lineup of Stern Zombie Yeti games uh, at 25 feet away, and it's and they said you can't tell which games they are these are because the art approach is the same on all of them. Well, that was was that Christopher Franchi? No, I don't know who I don't know the source. I don't know the source. Some of this was second hand got shared to me, and I was like. Uh, when you walk up, it's very easy to know which games are which, but okay. Yeah. In a bar, when you look at this lineup, you do, you have this one style and okay. Yeah, that's true. It seems like, uh, Stern's like, Hey, people like this. Uh, so I can't fault them for saying, Hey, do what you did, but foo it instead (laughs) of, instead of pull it, you foo it. That's right. Um, But yeah, from a distance, they all do kind of look samey. I'll, I'll go one further
0: on that and say that zombie Yeti did not whether it was his choice or not, did not differentiate
2: the premium and LE as oh. much as I would have liked. Now, see, I didn't see any LEs at the show, so I forgot about that, but that was something uh, early on. Package. I was like, it seemed like all that happened was one of the layers had a color change.
0: Yeah. It went from orange. It, it was like the Avengers thing where, yeah, it went to green rather than oranges and reds. So-
2: so I guess if I were a potential LE had I been, because I'm sure they're sold out, but had I been a potential LE buyer, that probably would have put me off a little bit. Because yeah, we kind of got in the habit of, a, of the LE's getting a unique package. Mm-hmm. He did that on Avengers, too. Remember the back glass and the, yes. and the side art? It's yes. like,
0: all right. like It's just instead of the LE being yellow, it was the blue on the premium for Avengers. And I'm like, come on, Jeremy. let's we need more than
2: but that. he's probably busy doing all of their games so.
0: well and i don't know if that is his decision or not i have no clue but uh yeah that was kind of because but get, it
2: wasn't poster i don't want to overstate it because then won a bunch of posters yes that's true that's very sorry true. bond and what's left of your sales oh
0: i delivered a bond 60th this last week well bond 60s
2: is his own special
0: beast and it, we'll talk about it but i delivered it and uh, the customers that they were Getting three games and trading in five games. So, we were talking about the beauty of some of the art packages as I was wheeling them in and out. And I wheeled in Bond 60th and I was like, And hey, when it comes to beauty, uh, sorry guys, this thing is just not a looker. <laughs> Congratulations oh. on your $20,000 pinball. Oh, and then so mean. The poor wife was like, Oh, for real? I was like, oh, Shit, she didn't know. She didn't know. Go, no, go, she go. never got to see it. Oh, uh, you can see Daniel Gregg. Foo Fighters is fucking amazing. Let's keep the puns going because that that nicely done Stern team, mm. Jack Danger, mm. yep. Tanyo, nicely done Ray Day, Jeremy Packer, yep. JT, everybody. It's, that yep. that uh, that uh, that makes Zach a very very happy man. Mm. For real. The next game that came out, I think, was Final Resistance. The Cease your
1: résistance.
0: Yeah the 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 first appearances designer from Scott Denisi over at Multimorphic on the P3. You loved this game so much so that you put it in second. You put it in I did. two I spot. did. There are
2: there a few things about it that, that made it really uh, easy to not put it above Foo Fighters. Okay. But, uh, but overall, yes. Now, let me... Now, I know this is a Dennis thing, so mm-hmm. let me... I'm going to complain first, though. Oh. Uh, Dang. I really struggle with the name because every time I see this and I I've struggled with it for the last month because I want to keep saying final destination because uh, of those movies. Yeah. So, yeah. it needs it should have had a different name so that I don't get confused. The Devin Salwa. Is that who's in that movie? I don't, I don't remember. I don't oh. remember the movie very well. I just remember it's every time I, think, I gotta look I'm it like, up now. what's this? like final final destination. Oh, wait, no, it's final what? Final Oh, final resistance. I'm just like I don't know. I, it's a th- it's a me thing, but I keep tripping over. It. Um, yeah, it was so, Devin Sawa. So okay, good job, Zach. You're brilliant. Everyone yes, loves brilliant. you.
0: Okay.
2: Go ahead. So, 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 final resistance, or, or as you would call it, uh, and you actually called it fairly accurately. TNA 2.0. Thank you. A lot of TNA vibes to this game. Not all in terms of the of, TNA vibes to no, this game. No, not in terms of layout. Okay. So this is a fan layout. Yes. like this is a full-on fan layout. It's got, but make it way has for the, Fanny. It, yeah. But it's got the soundtrack techno style EDM music, just like TNA does. It's got the uh, cyberpunk approach, just like TNA does. It's got a scoop that's gonna make you eat eat your lunch mm-hmm. if you are not paying attention, just like TNA does. It's got the. I think for multimorphic, fairly simple but fun uh, ball lock, you know, robot ship thing. Simple but uh, fun. Also fire yeah. that also fires the balls back really really quickly. I was able to to get that going. And then you know the big change up, which has you know I know uh, this is this could be a controversy to discuss because I know some P three fans who don't like that this was done, but the idea of this sort of static approach of oh, yes. keeping the screen like a traditional playfield some animation effects done it's not it's not totally static but like you see positions with inserts and those I don't move Scott and go them away
0: persistent inserts or something yeah so
2: yeah so that persistence concept making it like a more traditional style approach to how you look at it when you see the layout that uh, it, it really worked for me. It mm-hmm, really worked okay. for me. Uh, of course, I was a TNA owner, uh, so I like the cyberpunk theming. I like mm-hmm. the music. I like the ball uh, speed and aggression. A lot of people f- uh, found this game very hard. I actually uh, going up and playing it. My first game was uh, of decent length, and that's Same because fa- the fan layouts are forgiving. So. Uh, I did have I did have a few min- instances where the ball was coming back so quickly and I wasn't prepared for it. But because all of the shots are in the back, because that's where the module is, I actually had a lot more time versus TNA to react. Mm. So, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it uh, again. I couldn't really even though it was a louder game, I still had a lot of trouble hearing. I could hear the music. I could not really hear any you know, like the call outs and stuff. Uh, rules seem straightforward and easy to understand. The call uh, um, I'm
0: trying to explain. Uh, let me try to describe what the call-out sounded. It sounded like fucking TNA. It's the same, mm. same, same vocalization. Okay. Same thing.
2: Okay. Same so, lady. So, yeah. So, overall, I thought really competent game put together. I could see where I had asked Scott. <laughs> Tagline, uh, really competent game. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's it's com- like Creasel. everything. Like, you think about it. Uh, I didn't mean it, like, in a mean way. No, I know. I know. Uh, it's just like, yeah, every, like, all the aspects. There's not an aspect about it that I think was... I mean, what would I like to kind of nitpick it? uh, And again, this isn't Scott's issue, but like they have that clear plastic, at least on the game I played on the lower where the flippers are Mm -hmm. like I couldn't because of the color, the color scheme and the lighting that he chose to do for the persistent play field. I actually at the very first time the ball went down the left in lane, I panicked and didn't think there was a I couldn't actually see the plastic. I, yeah. When I'm watching it on and stream, I'm like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. there's yeah. nothing there. I can't, I can't trap. It's not an Italian mm-hmm. bottom that mm-hmm. it was. And I was like, oh, wait a moment. I'm just, I'm, my eyes are just not. Adjusting I think P3 to has it. done that in other games too. Like, I think it has to do know. with the the color and it was sort of dim. Uh, and then, of course, it's a clear plastic. So it just, it tricked me. Uh, I thought, that, I think they could honestly time, go
0: further with that static type of persistent play field. I think they could take that artwork. Into that Italian bottom even more so to differentiate it and and to really set it out uh, to go off what you're saying to to really make it look like plastics even if they aren't there,
2: but I mean anyway so so you know there's that uh, doesn't but- use
0: the upper flippers. That uh, can be used. Right, in other right, right. Games, those so are those are optional installs. So you don't
2: you don't have to have them. And it is a is a fan layout. That's part of the reason why it was my number two game. Is there's the layout in and of itself doesn't scream uniqueness to me. That's no. why I use the word competent. Because if you're going in and saying you're going to do a fan layout, there's a way to do it, and I think this executes on it. But it doesn't feel all that original either uh, because of that. And of course, we're we're pulling a lot of things that we know worked from TNA. Mm-hmm. So that's where. I could see, you know, some people maybe finding it a little overly derivative, but, um, but overall, i I think it it I think a lot of people that might have struggled with the approachability on TNA, and I know some players, including like competitive players, who hated TNA, mm. thought it was too unfair. I think this feel will feel more fair to them. I don't know if
0: the approachability be high based on the rules of that um, inventory system.
2: I don't know how critical it is to use that, but that's sure. a good point. It was, uh, it seemed like it wasn't an overwhelming amount of inventory, but again, no. I, I didn't, I, I heard other podcasts where people like played and Bowen was there and he was able to explain to them and remind them to use the stuff. I saw, I clearly saw the inventory. Like I had a hack. I never activated it though. No. Oh, okay. So, cause I forgot about it when I was playing and, and I never have really liked this, uh, yeah, I, I in a way I should because it's closer to where your hands rest, but I don't really like the three button cluster on the sides of the P3. Oh, <gasps> I think you're the only one. Well, That's I never sarcasm. remember which. I have to look to the side at the start because I'm always like, all right, uh, it's the flipper one is the instinctive one, but they you know they do it by color, and when I'm playing, I don't remember where the colors are on the sides. Yeah, it's like so. it's
0: like looking down at your feet and seeing where they put the gas pedal, the brake pedal, the clutch. Yeah, I get it.
2: Right. So <laughs> that's but, gotta but, be when change but when I'm but when I'm driving, yeah. I don't have to pause and go, I don't remember where my clutch which one's precisely. my clutch is my inventory, my clutch. Anyway. I'm yeah, precisely but, okay. but that's not that's not a Scott issue. That's okay. the that's the platform. So okay. All right. but yeah, I I enjoyed the game. You love this
0: damn game. Is it enough it. to make you purchase the platform?
2: No. Damn.
0: Final Resistance. Did you you said you played it? I did play it. I, I had the luxury of playing it with Scott Denisi walking me through it oh mm. yeah you know it's just hashtag uh
2: pinball media VIP. did you play against him
0: did you win i did, I did not i oh, let him okay. walk me through it like a like a young eager joel engelberth and i quite liked final resistance i really really liked fr Fur. i really liked tna 2.0 scott it's it's tna 2.0 i remember we, we got a little shit on the last episode when i said okay Let's cut the bullshit. It's TNA 2.0. And if you guys like money, you would call it that. So it would make or maybe even double sales from what you receive.
2: Well, that would have been hard because Spooky went out and made the re-release and called it TNA 2.0. Even though Scott, I believe, himself said it's really more TNA Mm
0: 1.5. Exactly. This was TNA 2.0 down to, I mean, every single thing about this was TNA 2.0. So if I slip and call it that, that's just because objectively, it's kind of what it is. Final Resistance shot very, very well. I love the layout as well. I really appreciated that the layout had mechs built into it so that ball paths would change. I appreciated that the mechs in it held balls for locking ball system. I appreciated the gate, the uh, the shield that would go up and down. I love the little right orbit that kind of kicks it back at certain uh, situations. Love that. This is not only the flowiest p3 game released this is the flowiest scott denisi game ever designed this thing shot like a sequential combo machine it did feel like a machine it felt like the p3 like what the p3 was designed to do this is what it felt like it was supposed to do it felt machiney it felt techy it felt it felt like a fucking tna 2.0 (laughs) like that's what it felt like to me when it comes to the rules Believe it or not whenever the Scott was preaching this inventory system I was like, oh dude, I don't want to fuck with this. This works so well, Dennis, that even I could pick it up and figure it out." B- between, you know, the the different powers, uh, you know, yeah, you got the shock yeah, you got yeah. the They were easily, I could flip through them easily. Granted, I hate the the button placement, how it's got to be a different button and stuff like that, but it makes sense that it was that probably more so than just a standard two button. So I understand it makes sense to use the other button, even if I don't like the other button. I think if that makes sense, listener, uh, I didn't like flipping through, but it, it worked and I did like the power ups and they weren't overwhelming. They were pretty simple to understand. The rules were a little bit confusing at times for me and the sound was great. I think it's this is so TNA 2.0 Dennis that when Scott releases the official album because he likes money he's just going to call it TNA 2.0. What I didn't like about this game? Uh it, it doesn't look as good as TNA. The I the art did zero for me. Uh, did you feel like you were playing that storyline of the of the they look like punk rockers, but I guess that's what Gen Z's look like. I, yeah, the, no, with I the mean. The mohawk and one with
2: the, yeah. No, I, I, like the art didn't really catch no, my eye on it. No. I loved the persistent inserts
0: and the constant artwork on the play field, uh, you know, more like a standardized play field. I liked it so much that I've been preaching about it for two goddamn years now, maybe three about that's what Jerry should do on the P3 system. Stop trying to be Disney and make animations. It's never going to work. Remember, listener, that was me saying all that. Nobody thought anything, and then Scott Denisi says, is and holy shit, genius. So, yeah, I've liked that for years now, and I'm glad it was implemented. I don't even think it was implemented far enough yet. It needs even more so than that. Also, with the code, I commend them for creating a rule set that didn't feel like I'm chopping through modes or anything. I think over time uh, as you're progressing through because you are battling this system, this machine, uh, that's infiltrating whatever planet or whatever it is, uh, you're you're playing through modes in not a non-linear but like a um, non-sequential kind of manner or non-predictive uh, manner. I do like that. I do like that. Whenever you do start that that uh, the multi-ball where the balls fire at you like a shotgun, that is a true P3 moment. That is a pinball moment like I've never experienced. Uh, on a p3 game ever that was fucking phenomenal I loved that Uh, and the audio and the lighting sequence and anything the only downside with code that I seen like it was a bit cumbersome the the whole uh, it was a bit of pain in the ass that whole shield thing how it's the rubbers and you're hitting that thing it's not that satisfying to me and it felt as if like I had to combo and then hit things which is I like that but I felt like my main objective hitting that shield and getting it down was just, its too much. Uh, it's too much. So I really like the game. I liked what you were talking about on Eclectic Gamers podcast, where you said, I don't think this would require a P3 system. This could be a standalone pinball machine and be quite good and probably much cheaper. I couldn't agree more. I think that if anything, it being on the P3 is a setback. Because when it all comes down to it, I can see why you put that game as number two of this big five that was released. I can see it. I would disagree with you until I turned blue. And that's only because of the feel of the game. I do not. And I don't care which game comes out. I don't care what they do. I do not like the feel of the P3 system. That was the biggest. That's holding it back. My poor Scott Denise's game is being held back by the P3. They could have went clever, like P three, so TNA P three or something like that. I don't, I don't like the feel of the game. So for me, that dropped it down two, three, maybe four spots. This is probably out of the big five. My last ranking because of the operating system. Mm. I don't like the feel of it.
2: Well, and I've heard others who who've had a similar reaction. I, I was okay with the feel, but yeah, and then the
0: looks of it, it's just it's not a pretty game per se. I still, I go back to this, you get so pissed off, Dennis. But there's got to be an amount of time that all the lights on that screen, that sometimes the screen kind of looks washed out. Like, when are we going to get a new display where I got the deepest of blacks and contrast, saturation, so what,
2: that you're, you're wanting like
0: HDR. So that we're, we're if we're going to do the static representation of artwork on a plate field, like a like a standard pinball machine, it almost might get closer to fooling us. Because it still looks like a display with inserts that don't move. You know, like.
2: Yeah, no, I I get it.
0: So I think that would be something to focus on if, you know, if I'm developing a P3 game or I'm part of Multimorphic. I'm wanting to know how we can up our game when it comes to tech. And that is uh, the visibility and the clarity of that screen because I I want it. I want the artwork deep like a screen print or like a, a digitally printed piece of wood. Which I was telling Scott when I was playing. He was explaining rules. I was like, honestly, this thing shoots so good and it feels so good. Uh, this back third that I just, I have fun shooting it. I don't even care what I'm doing. It's just, this is like, that's how I differentiate a lot of games sometimes is how it feels, how it looks, how it shoots and feeling the ramp paths, feeling the orbits, the spinner up the middle and oh, with the indicator, you have to hit it so many times. It's got a spinner count. Fucking come on. Love that thing. So I, maybe maybe I'll warm up to the idea of the, of the P3 just because of this game. But I like this game more than I like to Weird Al. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but selfishly, I'd lie if I didn't tell you that if this was just in a wooden cabinet and a wooden playfield with regular parts, I think I'd really be a buyer. What about Godfather? Are you a buyer of Godfather?
2: No, but I enjoyed it.
0: Jersey Jack Pinball it, it's too much for me
2: it's too much for you I'm cheap I'm a cheapo
0: Over the meal's in this Italian restaurant <laughs> you, play, you played the Godfather you enjoyed it yeah I played it a couple times oh a couple times you played the L.E.C.E. Yeah. I played the L.E. both times very nice a little Michael Corleone action was it too multiball heavy? That's what some people are worried about with Keith Johnson game. Was it, I don't like lighting because it should never use the color blue or purple in this
2: genre. Um, I hadn't heard about the, like a ban on LEDs that were blue or anything. Uh, no, lighting was good. Uh, I did get a multiball on all my games. And mm-hmm. So yes, uh, that's not, not a sign that I was looking forward Uh-oh. to seeing. Um, the, though I think there might be less numeric multiballs in it than say GNR okay they they don't seem which i get but like they're not very far from the flipper like they're uh, what's the expression they're not far from the start button, start button yeah. um the layout uh, this uh, flippers felt good in both versions i i didn't play the same game each Agreed. time uh, they did uh, so flippers felt really good at the feeling, show yeah. best uh that i can recall ever experiencing and uh the game does play pretty quick for a jjp i have to qualify that like if you're you're coming off of playing Final Resistance and Foo Fighters, and you're playing Godfather. Godfather's going to feel a little slow, but not floaty. Mm. It wasn't floaty. Uh, that return to the right in lane, uh, that habit trail, that one's quick mm-hmm. too. It's that one was fast. surprisingly It'll fast. They'll get past uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be a little, a little cautious on that. Um, but because there are like these 29 ball paths, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's relying on things like diverters, there is a lot of things that slow that ball up in in order to surprise you or 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 feed you in a different way Mm -hmm. so it kind of depends on what you're going for in in the experience but i thought the game idea you know the kind of risk board game approach they're taking with the territory and stuff that was that makes sense i think a lot of new players are going to go and you know hit the bash toy which is what you would anticipate so there's a lot of punching out the minions Mm -hmm. um which i will say there's to me, there was a little bit of a. It was fine, like from a gameplay perspective, but uh, a little bit of a disconnect from, like, the movies and then, like, all this stuff you're doing. Cause I was like, here's some stuff related to the movies. And then the other things, like, the Bash Toy and stuff are, here are these game modes, which are you. You know, fighting these mobsters that have nothing to do with even some of the creators from the company yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which you know i'm I mean, because i recognize who they are i thought okay that's that's neat like mm-hmm. i like how they worked them into to do that but it's like they're stuffing in content that isn't really movie content to build it out and i get why they have to do it weaving is hard to do yes. yeah it's, but, the weave uh, is tough let's just say you can see the stitches yes
0: i i think that's a good way to describe it yeah
2: I think it's a lot, like, if you were like, I got $12,000 and I want to buy a pinball machine, you were looking at this or Toy Story 4, I would definitely be looking at this.
0: Oh, definitely.
2: Definitely. Okay. That's a lot more, lot more uh, uh, on the play field that you see here. That is a strong to, take. to experience.
0: I also like on The Godfather, which is a little bit unexpected for me because it does shoot so well, is that you have a lot more chaos than you than you would think with the 29 ball pads all being very smooth shooting as well, uh, as you were discussing, Dennis. But some chaos, I'm going to call mid-play field, there's some chaos with some additional sling-like projectile mechanism. So you get the the pop bumper, right? Everybody's like, oh, it's right in the Go- Godzilla spot. So that's some mid-play field chaos. And then you also have an additional sling, uh, almost across the play field to the left side so you get a lot of that pop up pop, 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 and the balls are very chaotic flying around um flying around a lot i think it's a smooth shooter as i've said before i get a chance to play it a little bit before the public and that's what i walked away with i walked away with i love the godfather films not really a theme that i think for pinball is like a must have for me the sound everybody's poo-pooing initially the sound i told you all uh, i don't know if it was on flipping out with friends or where i said it but I was like, look, somebody filmed like a potato cam, the wrong portion. They did the little hokey Italiana, you know, Sicily multi ball, which is supposed to be (laughs) tongue-cheek. Just bear with me. The sound is a lot better than what people describe on Toy Story or Wonk or anything. Uh, And it was. People aren't really crapping on that. People don't like the announcer voice, the heavy
1: New York uh, stereotypical. Shoot the wamps is tame
2: tame compared to the (laughs) fake New York going on here. Yeah. I'm at some point they probably do say it's like like they got Bruce Nightingale to do his Italian impression (laughs) for
0: the whole game. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that. I'm with you with the whole stitches thing. Trying to blend the original content with the film content is tricky. Now, there is some controversy before I go into (gasps) all my thoughts. Some controversy about, you know, was it okay putting in some of the creators? This is Godfathers, an iconic franchise. Are you going to, you're mixing in the creators from JJP into this as mobsters. I'm here to tell you, I don't see any issue at all with that because you need those bosses. You need the people you're going to fight. Where are you can get them from? Like, I don't care if it's a, if it's a JJP employee or, you know, some AI rendered, but I could care less who in the hell it is. And I'm going to have to battle somebody. Um, and you're not going to be able to use, for, like, fucking put Sonny up there. Like, you're not going to be able to do that. So I don't see the controversy there. They needed content, and that's kind of like a little nod to the people who are way into pinball. Like, us. like, oh, I would feel a little weird about busting such a great friend of mine, King Cromwell, punching him around. But it's cool to kind of see some of those guys up there, Franchi and stuff. So I have zero issue with that. I have no issue with that. I,
2: I didn't know that was a Yeah, people are like, oh, they, okay, well, they
0: they shouldn't put the workers in if, there.
2: If you lose to Ken, does he say swing and a miss?
0: <laughs> well, swing, swing and a miss. Just, uh, uh, just a bit outside. Just a
2: bit outside. They that add would that be in.
0: actually pretty great. Uh, I, The artwork doesn't disappoint either. Phenomenal. No, art's art's good It's
2: much better in person than I initially uh, reacted.
0: The game might've been the prettiest in that entire convention center. It really, it's really beautiful. Even with the lights. I don't, that's a trademark. JJP brought pinball lighting to the 21st century. So I'm fine with them leaning into, Hey, look what our lights can do. And five, 600 of them, the rules. I really like the structure of the rules. I will, even if he is a friend of mine, I will poke Kiefer again as I do on every fucking release. I don't need that many multiballs. It's better than GNR, don't get me wrong, but it's still multiball heavy, in my opinion.
2: I'm not a big fan on any game, really, of going into another multi-ball with an existing multi-ball. Well, um, but it just seems like it's always the thing that he does. Yeah, is maybe you sta- part. You can of stack it. Everything. I and
0: like the Kiefer rule that you can start a mode after you've started a multi-ball. I like. I do that like. that.
2: I do like that. I just I don't I don't know. But the but the at least the rules were very uh, approachable. I think the stained glass window makes it very easy to figure out where you're where you are along Absolutely. with what you're doing. Uh, you know, it's articulated better than Star Trek Stern. Star Trek did it. Oh, and my God.
0: And Dennis, the moments in between the modes when you complete the two modes and the one in, in the middle is like a subsequent mode. Like, oh, I love that. Oh, I freaking love that.
2: Yeah. So, so overall, I, I do think that the rule strategy that they've employed here makes a lot of sense. I. I just kind of like, does every JJP game have to feel like it? Here's your gimme multiball. And
0: yes, I don't like that. And here's, here's my issue when it comes to the code, this is going to be offensive because I'm using a different coders style and using it as an example of what I think perfection is. And I would love to see Kiefer and the team over at JJP replicate this styling when it comes to the rules. If they, in fact, want to start stacking multiple multiballs on top of modes. It's quite simply the greatest game ever created, and it's done by Lyman Sheets. It's called The Walking Dead. Dennis and The Walking Dead, you can stack a prison multiball on top of bloodbath. And if you do it correctly and bring in a mode right bef- between- before those, it turns into one of the most sought-after, greatest-feeling objectives of that entire game and the score explodes that is like the euphoria that I get playing pinball greater than any is actually stacking two multi balls and a mode. And then you get the X shots. Sure. But
2: but I want to point out Lyman wouldn't let you stack well Walker and prison or prison and well Walker. You're locked out of one or the other, because he knows it was too, because he knew it was too easy to get both going when you had one of them going. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And that's what I mean. So, so I don't want to, I, I probably shouldn't have implied that every Every multi ball can never be stacked with another multi ball, but, but you know, bloodbath was hard to earn.
0: But that's the, what I'm saying. You don't,
2: you don't get to go into Well Walker and then b- and then pound the prison and get prison because it's stupid easy. Yes, that's generally. And that's speaking, what I feel like I'm getting with JJP games. Is if I get a multi ball, I can stupid easy my way into all yes, of them.
0: That's what I'm saying. Generally speaking, I would agree with you. At, at, at first pass, I would say no. I don't like all that stack, but. My favorite game is that and I think that if JJP could find that balance where it bloodbath is not easy to just start by flailing, but prison is not easy to start by flailing. If you make multi balls a task in and of themselves, then when you stack them, then you really feel like you're climbing this mountaintop where it feels like a payoff if I just keep flipping and I start a multi-ball and within that multi-ball, I subsequently will just flail my way into another multi-ball and another uh, damn mode. That's when it feels grindy. And I just, like I said, I think the world of those guys, I would just like them to find a balance that feels more like a walking dead on getting to that. I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. But uh, as it is now, I'm still playing that game. Probably more so than anything in my collection right now, just because when you do blow it up, that oh, it feels so good. Like the game gives you feedback it's, like Wonka does. It's like, holy shit, you're doing something.
2: The it's a I still think it's a winner of a game. It was my third favorite oh, yeah, of yeah. the yeah. It's I think it's a very strong package overall. I think the biggest thing that will probably stop people from getting it, uh, just like with Toy Story, quite frankly, even though I think this is better than Toy Story, is it's a it's a high price point to get in Mm -hmm. at.
0: Well, what surprised me from the distribution side and sales side, I was surprised to how this thing, when it rolled out, um, we had the pleasure of doing the featurette. Thank you for all of you who messaged me and, and enjoyed that featurette. Thank you so much. Uh, that shit nearly kills me every time we do one. Uh, but it was fun filming and going up there and hanging out with everybody. But whenever sales opened up on that game, I thought to myself, Hey, you got Godfather. It's a theme that is mixed. I think you know, and the CE plays just like the LE, uh, the CE Super Gaudy, which I love. But I don't know if general public will like that as much for the price. It surprised me, Dennis, that the, those CEs are still sought after. I am still getting messages; those things sold out immediately. Can't find a damn CE out there. The LES actually were a struggle for sales, more so than the CEs. How does that make sense? The topper, ah, uh, maybe. I always forget about that. The topper is phenomenal. It'll s- scare your dog and cats and make them shit and piss on the rug. But uh, maybe that is it because th- they sold they sold so fast. But the le's le's were actually uh, le's did not sell as well as I thought they would. At least for our business, again, probably shouldn't share. That, but uh, eh. they were surprisingly lower than I thought. Speaking of, we do have them in stock over at Flippin' Out Pinball. (laughs) Ding! I would place this in the ranking. It'd be probably for me right in the middle of the pack. Let me give it the number three position in the big five that we are going over. What would be higher than The Godfather? For you, Pulp Fiction. The next thing that came out was Pulp Fiction by by Play Mechanics and Chicago Gaming Company manufacturing it in six months or whatever they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Q3, I think is what they said. Pulp Fiction! You played this one time, one time,
2: that and line. I did not have a long ball Aww. set. So it's a this weird was my, one. It this, can be- this was my fourth. This my fourth favorite because I just couldn't get a good feel for it. I mm-hmm. couldn't hear it. I my mm. ball my my game was bad. I just I did bad at it. Mm. Um, I liked what I saw of it. I watched two other people play it closely because I played it in a three person group. So they <laughs> let me stand there like right up against the glass and watch it. <laughs> So, so much about it I really like. I think it's probably a winner. I definitely say it's the sleeper hit of the show. I think it, it got a lot better accolades than people initially. I think we could have said that, though, from the trailer, that people have reacted positively in a greater number to this game than I thought when I, with everything I knew about it before it was revealed, You know that there was going to be a throwback style yes. and all of that. I, I'm very, very surprised at how well it has been received. Um, but... I It was a 50-minute line, man. I couldn't do it again. I just couldn't do it You're again. right,
0: though. This game hit our industry like a storm. All of the things that I thought would hold some people back held seemingly no one back. No video screen. People got over it quick. They didn't care. You know, throwback-style cabinet. People didn't care. Throwback-style art. Throwback-style art that I thought people would get hung up on. People are calling it one of the most beautiful games ever made. To be honest, when we went up to Play Mechanics, did a featurette with their group, you know, Mark Ritchie is back, you've got David Thiel is back, right? We sat down with all of them and we had a pre-production meeting. I don't think this is this isn't in trouble worthy. Josh Sharp, don't sue me. Uh, we talked about, okay, here's the things we want to highlight in this featurette. Here's the long list of things that, that this product has going for it. Here are the five things that the pinball player First viewing and, and seeing this may bring up, "Hey, this is different. I don't know if I like this." Some of them being things like no video screen. Well,
2: you know, it's it's a little more complicated than no it, it first presents, but no, no ramps. Basically, I mean, yeah, there's some you know, it's got some funky stuff. You got some sure, subway stuff going on in the back. That
0: but People will see initially. Yeah, and they're going to see a single level. Nobody said anything. This because they see the layers. They see the different things that they are presenting. They see this being perfect pinball theme integration. And we can overlook a lot of things when integration is that well done. See The Big Lebowski. Yeah, this game is nostalgic in every right way. And if you like Pulp Fiction, I hate that people couldn't hear it, Dennis, because that is its own character in this game is the sound. The sound. I can't even say the call-outs because the call-outs is every audio stem from the film. Virtually, they had access to anything they wanted to put into it. Uh, But you also have The musical genius and the sound genius that is David Thiel, mixing all that together. Oh, the sound is where it's at on this game. I don't know if you've seen the structure of the code and and the, uh, the rules and such, but very, very basic. Very basic, still deep, but it's not there to confuse you. You're getting through different. Ta- it's like an attack from Mars. You're getting through five tasks. One of those tasks is five modes. You got multi-ball jackpots here that you got to get to get to the uh, the uh, divine intervention. But there are so many damn moments in this game. Oh, whenever that uh, the pawn shop multi-ball gimp whole thing starts, and the lights are all sequenced. Oh man, the the freaking the. The briefcase boogie, Dennis. The briefcase. Did that not? Was that not shocking when it turned around? Everyone everyone
2: loves the briefcase. Everyone
0: loves it. So cool. And I don't know if anybody did it during the show, but if you get to the mode called the shot, I think you have to complete all of the modes before it. It's like the mini wizard mode, the shot where you're trying to hit in sequence enough shots to resuscitate. Uma Thurman's character with that Narcan or whatever. And the lighting and the sound is like a, a heartbeat, like horde boom, boom. And it flashes red boom, boom. And every shot it's getting closer to faster and faster. And then you hear a mumbled son of a preacher man sound in the background, uh, very distorted, almost like in and out of consciousness. It's fucking perfection. It's Pulp Fiction. And it looks the part, uh, that all the way down to the details of that coin door. So I think the marriage between this design team, Mark Ritchie, play mechanics, and the manufacturing and topper development prowess of not Churchill Cabinets but Chicago Gaming Company, yeah, they, this is this is number two on my list. And I think if we're talking about the aesthetics and everything, this is number one in theme integration, lighting, looks, um, new product, new style. It's it's everything but. You can't beat Foo Fighters gameplay, but it's got everything else. I really like Pulp Fiction. Sorry, yay! The big ass mirror, back glass, ooh, playfield artwork, eh, yeah. eh, it's
2: eh,
0: it's Lethal Weapon three-ish. I, I agree.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: It is. But the back glass I like the the side art that looks like stencils but it's just a two color oh,
2: my little, gosh. little dancing little dancing topper. So, oh my
0: gosh, you know every time that one of those characters talks, they turn and talk and they flash. Even the plastics where the artwork on the plastics, the dialogue that is spoken within that game, you'll get if Sam Jackson's character, Jules is talking, you'll get a flasher back there corresponding with the audio of his call out. Oh man. How a company would ever be risky enough to make that film into a pinball machine or into a product in general is beyond me, but thank God they did. I wouldn't have had the balls to do it. Wouldn't have done it. Speaking of having the balls to do something that maybe they shouldn't have, our last game of the big five is Galactic Tank Force, also termed by the pinball show, GTF.
2: Exclamation point! That's part of it. You know what? You said it. You said it in there. Okay. Okay.
0: I say, Dave Picks, I think even in some of the stuff he sent to dealers had the it's a GTF exclamation. I'm like, you son of a bitch! Like, damn. What do you want? Do you want us to distribute this thing, and do you want us to do the entire marketing piece for you for free? And they could use it. Now, this is going to be a super, super interesting and juicy discussion here, Dennis, because. There are some really, really low lows for me and some really high highs for me. I bet you're not going to be able to guess which one is which. I probably can't. But you're only going to be able to hear our discussion if you are an official club member of the Pinball Show. You can do so right now by going to patreon.com slash the Pinball Show, signing up, and you will be eligible for this next portion, our analysis and discussion of American Pinball's GTF, a Galactic Tank Force. And if you're a tight ass... You're not going to hear it. We're going to move on. All right. Very quickly, the other five. We had James Bond 60th anniversary. Did you play that?
2: No, wasn't at the show. Why wasn't it at the show? I heard those reports that dealers aren't allowed to bring it to the show.
0: I don't think that's true.
2: I heard a hard. I took the Louisville show. Nobody heard it on another podcast. I
0: saw that. I I don't know what any of that was. I took the Louisville show. Nobody said anything. Silly. It shoots check like a dream. Wait check your you emails get... Zach. Wait check until you all play this. You, uh, you guys will still be like, eh, $20,000 off. We I don't have to spend
2: $20,000 on a pinball machine. It's so good, though. I
0: don't Wait care. until y'all see that topper. Somebody says that topper shit. Oh my gosh, I'll fight it. Get them. that
2: topper on the Gomez.
0: The topper's so good. That is a that is a yum. Keith, nice job. Nicely, nicely done. I think maybe Bond 60th and Foo Fighters were the, are the best shooting games of the last couple of years here. They're just so good scooby-doo where are you um not in dennis's collection, there dennis's collection. yeah it, it just didn't work for me you know why it didn't work because i don't know why jump aren't chomp. bug and luke i did our chomp. first impressions video straight in the middle the i said after i played the first game i took the left post pulled it down one and took the right post out immediately could they not have had at that with eight eight bank of those at TPF have one of them that says enthusiast post uh, uh, positions. It's a game changer. That game is tougher. It does. It's not so. important. they were, I
2: heard they were all at stock and whoa, could you tell? I mean, there were people I heard that might've loved the game, especially if they were winning an easier player, because like, like if you, the layout is very different than Halloween. And while I actually like some of the aspects of Halloween better than Scooby, like the call outs and stuff, I just, and I get it, they got the real call out people with Scooby, but I couldn't hear Scooby. Whereas the Loomis impersonator on Halloween <laughs> is quite frankly awesome. So awesome. Um, uh, but so saying all that aside, I mean, it was the it's chomps. Just, it's, it's, uh, there, I mean, I could hear those. It was, uh, it was in the wood choppy, like, here, just do these three shots and you get this mode. It's very approachable. So it's going to resonate with a certain type of person. Mm. I am not that type of person, but a lot of people that might have liked that style even were losing their patience and getting out of line because it was baby's first pinball experience. It, any any child would be able to endure on that game for a lengthy period of time with the settings, the setup that they mm. had at that show. I will and ask. It, it leaves a bad impression. If, if unless you're wanting the impression to be, you're going to feel like a winner playing this game because you can't lose for trying.
0: No, because even players to the level of myself, which are not high, like a tougher shooter. This is, it is too approachable, I would argue, out of the box. And I will, I would ask this from you, Dennis. Give it another shot if you ever have the chance of playing one with the, at least the posts removed or moved down one, preferably one removed, at least to balance out uh, the difficulty there. And listener to you as well, this game is a winner. But presented as it is, I can I can see the argument because there are no shots that are overly difficult, uh, and that has a middle pop up that's going to save you as a drop target. And out lanes are up. I am not going to argue any of that. Just all I a- all I ask is give it another chance once the posts are set up. In my opinion, properly for an enthusiast or you know a common, uh, frequent pinball player. That's all. Fathom revisited. That one to kick you in the nuts a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, it did a lot. That one. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed. Actually, I had someone offer me their uh, pre-order spot Whoa. after I podcasted and said I really probably liked at it. a premium. Yeah. Um, I we didn't get to pricing because I wasn't looking to buy a new game right now, but um. But, you know, it was, uh, and whatever they're doing to make that play field, not dimple, it feels good. I it's mean, it feels, really it feels cool. Like a, that was a special like game, a- an
0: underappreciated special game that mm. whenever earlier in the podcast I said Godfather might have been the prettiest bell of the ball there, uh, the mermaids snickered. I heard them.
2: Yeah, but they're I mean, sirens. it's a little unfair because that art already it was established, but established it looks great. I like the, the little screens in the, in the, uh, in the. Lock bar, mm. they're easy enough to read. I know. Look, the I, font's a little weird that they're using okay. in it, though. I heard a you
0: weird say font. on EGP that you preferred the Playfield monitor, and I about drove my mm. uh, about v- drove my car into a, no, a tree
2: visu- visually. So, like, no, in terms of not no. having to move my eyes. The idea of having a display where I can keep my eyes dead oh, on the playfield, okay. that's what okay. I – I didn't convey it well because because uh, I also – I thought I pointed out like the big problem with putting a playfield on the screen is you get a seam there. Yes. Like, you literally yeah. do it, and that's a big issue for balancing it out, and I think I criticized that. That was the but no. I, meant, I, I thought, thought on 60th on Bond The whole 60th value of having that? a – Right, the whole value of not having the screen in the back box is so you don't have to, you know, trap up and look up somewhere. You still kind of have to do it with the lock bar position. So yeah, It's, I get that. it's a superior position to you know having to look at the back yes. box, but but I'm still having to move my head more than I might, you know, like if you put something floating like a oh. like dialed in, had the little screen off on the and the super side,
0: wide so. orientation in which they pick their monitors. Mm, I know that costs more. I I see the details there. That is a detail filled game that will I think continue to trend up and up and up and up on the secondary market. What about Queen?
2: <laughs> oh. Uh Queen was a very meh game for me.
0: Okay. Well, I had a
2: really long game on it. Uh so that game it was. was kicking my ass. Uh I, I mean it wasn't like I don't not, not I I probably had about the same length of time as I did on oh I'd say a little longer even than Galactic Tank Force, oh, okay. but not as long as Scooby, of course, but nothing was gonna be that long. Yeah. Um uh right side uh right side shots didn't feel very good to me. Uh left side felt all, all right. Uh slings at least on the copy there felt very plasticky and weird. I heard you uh, say that. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, weird. That. I don't know it said like they sounded weird. Mm-hmm. It sounded weird. Uh definitely better overall though than Alien in my view. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but doesn't have the integration that Alien. R- oh no.
2: No. Uh and again, I couldn't hear it. So So I like, don't, okay.
0: I don't know the I don't know the rules and code yet for Queen I am delighted to hear that uh it's the same coding team or uh, ferret or um joe Schober uh is doing queen as he did alien so yeah
2: i got the one what it, good Wimble- wimbley multi-ball i got it twice in the same game oh um, wow okay
0: i played I the code know. at expo so it was just so hard to know but uh because i didn't play queen at tpf
2: yeah it, it was it was okay I, I would never be in the market for it um but i'm gonna see i've got one coming to the
0: showroom the next couple of weeks, so I'll break it in a little bit because I love that theme. I had fun just from a basic standpoint shooting it at Expo, uh, but there wasn't any standout mags or anything like that. So we will we'll see. Yeah, this
2: is there's nothing about the layout that I thought was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it is it's it's all right. It's all right. I think it's all right. And the rules might. You can take all right with rules and make it good. Uh, I, but I where it's at and I don't really like the upper play field either yeah, being it's up, not there, much I up there. I didn't it didn't and that's a it's a decent chunk of space. I so think queen I, fans will be happy. Oh uh, yeah. And there's no, a lot I, of them. I think if you're a queen if you're a queen fan, I would say definitely try the game because it might because of the integration it might work better for you than it does for me.
0: We're gonna to have to wait a little bit to see how Queen rolls out in the long haul. Even more so, we're gonna to have to wait even longer, I would guess, for Turner Pinball, new manufacturer Turner Pinballs Ninja Eclipse.
2: Mm. Okay, um, did you play it? No, neither uh, did I. Because it was, as a prototype. Uh, I deliberately refused to play it because someone asked me if I would, and I said I would not. It
0: was a very, uh, very
2: prototypey. Uh, yes, I went up and because like the inserts were arted over, but you could see kind of where they were marked to be put in. Um, I'm not sure without playing it, and this is unfair of me, but I'll say it anyway. I'm not sure the point of bringing a game that early on in development to a show like mm-hmm. that. I think all you do is leave a bad impression of, of how it plays because it's not going to play great.
0: Ninja eclipse was prototyped to the level of that pop-up alien in GTF. That's how prototyping it looks. Are they using a run-of-the-mill 3D printer over at AP? Why in the hell? What the center tank didn't even look like a tank? Sorry, that was for Patreon only people. Sorry, (laughs) Ninja Clip. You know why I didn't play it? No, I didn't play it because every time I went up to it, there's only one person in line, but they had 45-minute ball times. (laughs) I'm like, well, Mm. forget it. I've got like a seven-year-old in front of me, and he is just looking like Keith Elwin. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll come back again. And every time I come back. Somebody's just longest bowl time ever. So, I don't know if that's indicative of the layout, but it's, it looked like long ball times, but I have zero clue. I just I started just just waiting.
2: Why, why come out with it? You buy all this like deep root asset stuff. No, why are, makes you, zero why sense, are you Dennis. making a new layout and not using one no, from one of the it, legends like Nordman or Osler or something? It doesn't, I just don't, it
0: doesn't make, I don't make any that. sense. And a lot of people in pinball, I know what the media do and I get it. I know what hobbyists do. I get it. They're trying to be nice up front because they're like, you know what? Maybe this is different. Maybe this is different. I get all of that. But I'm here to speak the truth and the truth is I don't fucking get it. Why would you bring that thing? It looked like dog turd there. Uh I seen the layout of it. it. There was nothing fancy. It looked like the arc from the Stern Indiana Jones in the back left and the 180 ramp we've done that plenty of times and with that low profile of a 180 it's never going to fucking feel good. The right ramp in itself was a bore fest. I don't get any of it. The only thing, that, and the theme, don't get me started on that dumbass theme, but the only thing that I did kind of get and was intrigued about was somebody with enough money, number one, to try to pull this shit pile of Raza and everything else that was Deep Root out of the toilet to make them their own company. And number two, the animations. Those animations, eh, it, it reminded me of the beauty that was some of the Deep Root stuff. So if turner and turner logic and if they were responsible for some of the animation stuff that was intriguing uh, that's what i'm most interested about but honestly guys i i don't know who your market is but if you're going for the pinball enthusiast market start at the drawing board with that layout because there's nothing there that's going to tickle the balls of anybody in pinball i'm sorry wow i'm being too honest The only other news this week is Stern Pinball did announce and release the Rush Accessories, finally. And they thought to themselves, you know what? Uh, The Topper King, the Accessories King, is in the middle of the ocean. Now's the time, gang. We can release this now because he's not going to know. And that's Mm -hmm. precisely what Stern Pinball did with no acknowledgement. (laughs) they just put it on the market and us dealers scrambled to figure out how in the hell we were supposed to sell this thing do we have any pictures no no pictures what's the price what's our allotment how many are we going to get we're going to find out in two weeks so that makes zero business sense okay Uh, so we we scurried and you know what who was one of the first if not the first dealers to make sure that that game was orderable on their website (sighs) oh caribbean zach ah yes Still found a way, and shout out to Nap Arcade for putting the link on his website when we were the first to get it out there. What do you think about the, the topper of Rush? That's a winner right there with the gears.
2: Yeah, it's cool. What do you mean
0: it's cool? That's da- downright awesome. It's cool. 16 dollars mm. Not Not as cool. Sold a lot of toppers. Sold a lot of toppers while out mm-hmm. of the country.
2: Okay. Thank you for all the supporters. Shooter knob?
0: It lights up, Dan Dan. It flashes.
2: I know you still get excited about LEDs like they're not cheap bulbs.
0: Hey, you know what, though? When it comes to shit like the expression lights, it's so hard for Stern to get this shit out that it does excite me. It does. And the illuminated shooter knobs are so much better than anything else. Ask the Godzilla egg. <laughs> the side armor, the Starman side armor, and the expression lighting system. You want to see an industry... That is in love with a lighting accessory. Move over UV lighting system for stranger things. The expression lighting system is here. Wow. I sold more expression lighting systems than I did toppers.
2: Well, because it's a lot more affordable and arguably gives uh, more experience to the player. Oh, that's true. There are some exclusives in that topper though. Yeah, I know. But when you're playing, you don't look at the topper. That's true. I get and- that it has like mo- like mystery award stuff. And I get that. I get that. The DLC strategy. For everybody that's wanting to
0: know, yes, the accessories are going to start shipping out in late April. That's what they're saying. Don't hold your breath. But that's what they're saying. (gasps) What would the pinball show be without the pinball show Stern production timeline updates? Shorter. We'd still be the best damn podcast in the industry, (laughs) but it would be shorter. That's right. For everyone that's got their Foo Fighters LE on order, they're coming, baby. They're online right now. They're going to be shipping this week and probably into the following week. Where's my premium? Where's my premium? If I could fucking email one more time. Where's my premium? Have you seen any out? Yeah, actually, somebody did. Well, it's because they're from TPF. They're show model. MGC. Oh, God. I'd say the following week. So two weeks, premiums will start rolling out of the factory. Late April, they've got on the slate James Bond Pro and premium. Keep in mind, I don't know how big that run's going to be. That's going to be a sprinkler. I'm going to call that a sprinkler. I'm going to sprinkle in some James Bond Pro and premiums late April. Then comes May when we have, this is a big update y'all, because I haven't talked to you guys for a while and changes have been made in May of 2023 here. Stern pinball is going to be producing Jurassic Park premium. That's becoming the new Godzilla premium. When it comes to wait time, everybody wants their Jurassic Park premium. It's like last year's Deadpool. Gotta have it last year's Elvira. It must be mine. In May, Jurassic Park Premium, as well as Iron Maiden Pro and Premium. Also, a hot little title right now. June comes along. We're going to get more Foo Fighter Pros, as well as Avenger Pros and Premiums, Godzilla Pro, and the newly bumped-up from November run of Godzilla Premiums. (laughs)
2: That's
0: his bumped-up sound. July's coming, and we get Foo Fighters Premium. Remember the Pros in June. July we get the premiums and a newly bumped up title that was originally in December that people can't get enough of. It's called Deadpool pro and premium. They're moving it up. I wonder what that means for December. It's almost as if they're making a hole for something coming in August is Jurassic park pro and that's it in August. They'll find something else to fill in there. September kind of open right now. Not that they're looking for the second cornerstone to be dropped in October. James Bond pro and premium, some more bondies, and then November, Mandalorian Pro and Premium. Those are those are starting to get a little harder to find. So November is going to be good for those, as well as December, Star Wars Pro and Premium. Yes, that game. They are still making <laughs> that title. It's Star Wars. And if I were to guess, probably their top three seller in the entire company's existence just based off a of theme alone. Never forget what theme does, people. Never forget. If you get close to somebody at Stern Pinball Production and and they know the numbers, ask them about the sales of Star Wars. Mandalorian Topper update? None. They were supposed to go on the line a couple weeks ago. I still haven't heard anything. I don't, any time now. I have no clue. Same with Iron Maiden Topper. No clue when those are coming out, but they did promise us that they're coming back out. New code for James Bond, baby. I hear it's getting really good. I haven't had time on it, though. I don't have one in the showroom right now. I did take an LE on trade, but it's at Beatty's house. Mm. Oh shit! And that's the pinball show. No, it's not. The pinball show wouldn't be what it is without the one, the only, the favorite pinball segment that is not stuck behind a paywall. GTF, not GTF. PMT. Pinball marketing. I started slow, but then I got a little energy in the in the second half of that. Mm. Trending up this week, Dennis Kreisel. you magnificent bastard, you. It's Foo Fighters. How is it not? Mm. How is it not? Mm. All across TPF erections. We're at half <laughs> erections. are at full mass. <laughs> For Foo Fighters. Whether you like the pro or premium, it doesn't matter. It's a certified hit. So much so that it's going to put another child through college. Thank you, Jack Danger. Foo Fighters is fucking amazing. I will shill this thing till the day I die, because uh, I think this game may sell better. Oh, this is bold. At the end of the day, I think this game may sell more units than Iron Maiden. Is that possible?
2: I thought you were going to say Godzilla. No, I was no, to, uh, no. <clears throat> now <clears throat> no, I was going to have to say something. Uh, Iron Maiden, no, actually, I think that's fairly conceivable. Ooh. I would argue Iron Maiden is a more controversial band, Ooh. and uh, a lot of people had trouble putting that into their home just because of the theme. Mm. The Fighters is, you know, it's friendly, it's alien, you know? Oh, it's growly.
0: If somebody messaged me, they're like, you know. I'm hearing that Foo Fighters is actually even better than Godzilla. I, sh- sh- shut up. I, I told him,
2: n- stop. Don't text me. It gets better than Godzilla. Okay. Foo Fighters is a better choice for a lot of people that have been looking to be contrarian and act like Godzilla is yeah. not the best game. And. hmm yeah, some of them tried to latch onto Rush initially, but yeah, yeah. Uh, five versions of airbags to protect the scoop kind of made that seem a little sus. Yeah. Uh, whereas Foo Fighters, though, Foo Fighters could be the good contrarian pick. Put down
0: the Foo sauce. It's, it's easy. We're not at Godzilla level yet. All right. straining up this week, is, of course, is Pulp Fiction. Nobody knew this thing was coming like it did. Like a freight train. And you know what this does? This opens up Mark Ritchie's ass to design another game for play mechanics. I think that they're going to make another game. Now, Josh. Maybe Sharp, a
2: wide body.
0: Oh, Josh Sharp did say on a pinball podcast somewhere that uh, they're not going to make one. You're not going to see one 2024 from him. But yeah, yeah. Speaking of wide, yeah, you said wide body. Mark Ritchie was on a Luger Kid pinball podcast and said when they were conceiving the the playfield on Pulp Fiction initially. He was wanting it to have a TV screen and a wide body, like a loaded Indiana Jones wide body. And then Tarantino just pissed all over it and said, Oh, yeah, so Tarantino
2: is actually uh, knowledgeable about pinball.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Quentin. Because Mark, I love you, bro. But no, 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 no. <laughs>
2: No, you will die
0: now Oh my god, try to find a Pulp Fiction LE, I can almost guarantee you it's a hell of a lot harder than finding even a Foo Fighters LE at this point, it's the golden goose right now in the entire pinball industry, if you did like the mm-hmm. most wanted, uh, you know products right now, there's there's Stranger Things LE, there, there's a couple of games that are just everybody wants and Pulp Fiction LE just nestled its briefcase right into the mix also training up this week is Carl D'Angelo's competition picks. steam He was on a recent pinball podcast or two, and it surprised the hell out of me when he said when it comes to competition pinball, there's a couple titles that he thinks are really good competitive games, including Jurassic Park, no-brainer, and Toy Story 4. Your purpose fulfilled. Now, uh, Carl beat the hell out of that game, beat it up really good, got to the wizard mode in Lickety Split, but he said based on the rules, the structure, the layout. That is actually, and you can, you know, manipulate some of the outlines, but it's actually a really good competition pinball machine, which was shocking to me, especially in the shortness of when it was released. That must mean it's a very well-balanced game in general, which I've been saying for a while now. Thanks, Carl. And your last trending up this week on Pinball Market Trends, a little TV for you. If you guys are... Feeling frisky for something new to watch, I would recommend Apple TV Shrinking. With Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford, the acting is impeccable, the storyline is good, it's not way too comedy sitcom No, it's got some deepness there. The writing is spectacular. And from, I believe, the creator, executive producer Ted Lasso, Shrinking is a hit. I couldn't get enough of it. I binged that son of a bitch really quick. As well as training up Mandalorian Season 3. I thought, you know what? ah, they've squeezed this alien fruit as much as they could. This is the way. But I was wrong. Season three is just as good, if not better, than season two. I have spoken. Turning down this week. Any guest Dan Dennis, what may be turning down? Wub wub. Wub wub indeed, my friends. It is. I can't even have the heart to put it into our now iconic phrasing of it. I can only call it Trending Down. I can't even say it as an acronym. It's, it's Galactic Tank Force. Oh, it could be trending up in so many ways. I could have sold three times the amount that I ordered. But alas, you'll have to hear our Patreon analysis on, on why this is trending down. But I don't think it takes a paywall to realize that you may have played this or seen this game as well. And there's many reasons why it is simply trending down. Also trending down this week is that sad ass zombie apocalypse show that I thought I was going to be a fan of called The Last of Us. Pedro, keep the mask on buddy because for some reason this is just a shittier version of Walking Dead. Walking Dead at least had a great storyline. This, I was waiting the entire season for it to become good. We're talking about television series and this is on HBO, it's The Last of Us from the hit video game uh, series. I, I don't know what's gonna come season two, but season one was a stank'er. Am I wrong? Ooh, hot take. I, I know.
2: Watch it. I don't. I haven't seen it. I don't I'm know. To gift you, H- just period. wait for season two of Rings of Power.
0: Oh, <gasps> can't wait! Damn it, I so can't wait for that one. No deals of the week this week. No WTF because the show's running long. Find me a Spider-Man vault, people. I once one. I wants one. And as always, it's episode 125, and we are here just to report the facts because numbers don't lie, neither do I, on Pinball Market Trends. <laughs> Dennis, that's the show. That's it. Are you glad to be back? Yay. I had fun. I was looking forward to this day. Oh,
2: I'm glad you were entertained, and now you get to look forward to all the was I say, now I
0: can... Uh, want to quit podcasting again after i edit yeah
2: maybe just take <laughs> another month hiatus oh uh, where can people reach you the easiest ways to email me over with eclectic at at gmail.com because i check those messages quite regularly and they can patreon you over there too they can but of course they can patreon us here so <gasps> they can now either, yeah patreon.com slash the pinball show or slash eclectic uh,
0: you know what would be nice they would really be the Creasel fan if they did both I really I, I think that strongly. And if you're a fan of myself, you can go to patreon.com slash the pinball show. I want to see which, uh, which category you guys are going to fall into. And remember, once you sign up to that, bam, boom, razzle-dazzle, you're jumping right into the Discord, like right now. Sign up right now, and bing, I'm going to hear it. Dennis is going to hear it. We're going to go to Discord and we'll be like, oh, you really like GTF that much? What did you love? And then we're going to say, did you see this? Show? It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, you can hear that big old long iconic rant that we had this episode about galactic tank force only for official club members from Patreon. So go sign up. You can also email us at the pinball at gmail.com as well as generally. You can email us at the pinball at gmail.com. Check us out the pinball show on Facebook and the TikTok, I think. Uh, and then t- jump in that discord and say hello straight down the middle. i got to plug that as well. Go watch the Scooby-Doo first impressions video as well as the brand new product from Escalera that's saving my life. It's called the Tilton truck table. Sure. It's $3,000, but can you put a price on happiness? Can you put a price on your spine? I think not. It's it look. It's the coolest pinball toy that's not the actual pinball machine itself. So, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye! Go watch that video as well. And the Pinball Show is sponsored by Flippin' Out Pinball. Product showcase this week is the Godfather L.E. Carl D'Angelo approved. You heard the man and you guys trust him. You don't trust me. You don't trust anybody yet. Oh, Carl D'Angelo. We trust Carl D'Angelo. Did you see him playing? Carl liked it. If that's what it takes, then so be it. Godfather Ellie by Jersey Jack Pinball is now in stock at Flippin' Out Pinball. Go purchase it online or email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at outpinball.com. All kinds of other stuff in the inventory, including James Bond, Aliens. Uh, we've got, oh my gosh, I just went and picked up 11 used games, so I've got all kinds of stuff. Follow us on Facebook, Flippin' Out Pinball on Facebook. That's where I'm going to update you on the used games we have, as well as the new games in stock. Also, if you've got an upcoming game or even a rumored game, a dream theme, if you will, email me and uh, we'll get you on that on that list. Shaker Motors. We finally got Stern Shaker Motors back in stock. Shit, fire. Whew. Had a hundred of those things on order forever. Finally got them. If you need a Shaker Motor, email us. Even a Chicago Gaming Shaker Motor. I got it, baby. Always check out flipping Out with Friends with Joe Lingoberth. He streams the latest and greatest pinball machines right now. He's streaming Foo Fighters from Stern Pinball. And this Wednesday, he's debuting the next new game, which is, I can't say, because for some reason he wants to make it a surprise. But it's a badass game that we've been talking about this episode. And I don't think many people have streamed it, if at all. So, damn, that's good. Go check out TPN, the Pinball Network, and all of the affiliate podcasts and streamers. We've got an awesome group over there adding to it all the time. So shout out to all the TPN people pinball party the triple dreams of the world the three plays the silver ball chronicles the final rounds i love you all most of you i love most of you and those i don't you know it and you stay away from me anyway <laughs> this week on tv it's cool shit i can guarantee you that Dennis, I think that's it, buddy. For yourself, I'm Zach Minnie.
2: And I would just say, you know, if you're if you're launching a product, could be pinball, could be something other than pinball, figure out how you're gonna do your reveal. Figure out how you're gonna do your announcements. Highlight the things that are good about your product. Maybe you don't focus in on the things that are not so good on your product. And if you don't know which are good and which are not, figure it out. Figure it out. And always practice safe pinball.
0: And it's finally time that we've opened up the ability for you to support us and to officially join our club and to get some really cool shit by doing so by signing up with our Patreon at the Pinball Show. TPS! <laughs> semicolon. RIP! GTF. Did you say semicolon? <laughs> <laughs> I did. TPS! <laughs> semicolon.
1: Must be the season outdoors!
0: I don't sell them by default because nobody wants them, but I am capable of selling them.
2: <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can sell them
0: I want. That's right. I'm a dealer. Thank you. <sighs> There's so much. <sighs>